0: Welcome to another episode of Pod. My guest today is personal trainer Anthony Hobden. Hello. Hello, Luke. Have you ever
1: done any improvisation in terms of music? Never in terms of music. My memories of music started with my dad playing Dom Williams tracks at very early hours of the morning, frustrating the hell out of me, and then listen to the Beatles, occasionally listen to classical, which... That was the most frustrating, to be honest with you. But strangely enough, I find it very relaxing now. It probably wasn't until I was 18, 19, that I started to experience music in a way that I'd never experienced before. And that was my sister listening to Kylie Minogue. She got an album off her grandma, the first music that any of us have ever had. And she just played that repeatedly, dancing around her bedroom to it. And just seeing my sister dance around to Kylie Minogue, it's a good memory to have. Having a relationship with music probably started then for me a positive relationship. And then from that point, it was probably when I started going out with my friends and listening to or being around like our dance music. I've been very lucky in the sense that my
0: parents listened to quite a wide variety of music. So we had all the way from Van Morrison, lots of Irish music. So it wasn't so much we were concentrating on one era bits of classical weird 80s music to yeah. some new age stuff so I've got quite a few
1: influences I assume that's partially why you're developing yourself for all those influences you've had and you continue to have
0: mm. so I'm going to play a piece of music and I want you to tell me any kind of thoughts emotions ideas that come into your mind
1: okay okay It made me think of my sister but in a sad but good way and that's what that did for me and I, as it was making me feel sad I was thinking of all the nice memories of my sister which are very positive and uh, I'll always hold those dear especially right at the end of your piece there it made me think of something really joyful a very nice story of me and my sister once a week it was a treat for us to go to the what we called the fish market and we would have two ounce of cockles each, which is a very small amount, but to us it meant everything. And and we used to giggle about how much they were behind my mum's back and how we should be so grateful. Sometimes the small things matter so much, and that's what that end track of that masterpiece that Luke displayed brought
0: to me. I started off very kind of dissonant, quite discordant, uncomfortable stuff. I wasn't intending to do that. I'm trying to be in the present moment, just whatever is there. And it's interesting, this idea where if you start off with something that's dissonant and uncomfortable, then the harmonic and the more pleasing melody, harmony, it enhances it
1: in some way. I do, that makes perfect sense. I'd like you to tell me a story. I thought I'd start where my life changed the most, from a positive perspective. 14, being bullied at school on a probably a daily basis, really affected my confidence. Didn't like school either. Dyslexic. Was really into martial arts films outside of that and saw that as a bit of an escape. So I went to my first martial arts class on my own and absolutely fell in love with it. Felt part of something bigger. I felt my confidence growing. I'd passed several belts within a few years it drove me more because I've never succeeded with schooling basically got my black belt within about four years and it just changed every part of my life after that I just believed that I was capable of anything that when you're challenged and you push yourself you can achieve and it's I'd recommend everybody challenging themselves in some way because that's what's brought me where I am today so what kind of martial arts were they it was judo. jitsu which was a mixture of judo and karate. Very full on, had a lot of anger, felt we released that anger and be, I believe most of the time, my wife might not agree, but a very rounded person. I realised the importance of why you put your body where you put it, why you step there, why you stand that way, why you balance your body weight on this side of your foot rather than that one, and it all made sense. And that sense of discipline then, everything came together. So if you could
0: describe a typical
1: kind of jiu-jitsu move, what would that be like? Jiu-jitsu is mainly based on defence. We were always taught, people come towards you, the first plan of action is to run. And if you're trapped in a corner, use their attack as a weakness and look for a quick response that takes them outside of where they want to be. So if they're lunging towards you, you would take yourself to one side. So it just taught me to be self-aware. All right, here we go. It's a good story. It's got a
0: clear transition to it. As I'm always looking for stories that are have clear points. Yeah. So how did you feel that reflected your journey?
1: Very much to the point. I just felt it had a lot of emotion to it. Also a really upbeat tone to it as well. So enjoyed that. That was hitting the point on so many different angles for me. Okay, great.
0: It started with this dissonance, with a sense of discomfort. When you get bullied, you're being attacked. You don't have the inner strength. It's a bit dysfunctional. And then the whole jiu-jitsu thing almost approached it like climbing a mountain you've got to put this effort in to get the reward so you have this i kind of
1: establish this pattern i didn't pretend to get all that expression from each key but the way you put that across that really does make sense to me using my mind and hearing that brilliant piece you just played for me that all
0: resonates this interval which is a Fifth, and if you play them in parallel like that, you get this very strong sense. A lot of rock music uses parallel fifths, and so I use that to symbolise strength.
1: Already today, this is probably the most I've learned ever about music. So thank you, Luke, for that.
0: So. Story number two then.
1: Would you like to tell that story? Okay. So it's a regular weekend for me in terms of going out with my friends. I would completely iron my shirt to an inch of its life, trying to meet every crease I could. Never quite could, so spent a long time ironing the shirt and then perceiving to rush to catch the bus. Throw on the shirt. Sat there not wanting to sit back on the bus because I didn't want to crease the shirt that I spent so long. attempting to iron every crease out and then hanging it. So I'm sat on the bus, riding every bump, hovering over the seats, I don't want to crease my trousers either. So probably, so I got into the city, at Nottingham city centre on a very busy weekend. And I'm getting quite a few looks from the ladies and I'm thinking, wow, this is my night. That I'm going to be that man. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to get some numbers here and whatever you deem to be successful without going into detail. But I thought that this was my moment, my 15 minutes or 15 seconds. And I thought, what is that? And I pull something out the back of my shirt and it's a coat hanger, a plastic coat hanger. The first thing one will do is laugh. So i laugh. Then I look for the nearest bin very quickly, open up, nobody's ever seen this coat hanger and the looks were generally at me and not at the coat hanger. So I get rid of this coat hanger for environmentalists out there in the bin. Okay, it was plastic, but forgive me, it was many years ago. I didn't quite get as many looks. I think it was the coat hanger. And was I lucky? It was a long time ago. I'm not quite sure. It makes me smile now telling that story. So yeah. yeah, not everybody can say that they had a coat hanger sticking out the shirt for the best part of 15, 20 minutes. People don't often believe me. They say to me, how can one ride on a bus and not know that there's a coat hanger sticking out of this shirt. It's just not the ream possibility. But I feel I was probably reverting and reciting my chat-up lines intensely in my mind and not thinking about the coat tanger impregnating my shirt, because it certainly wasn't a fashion item. It wasn't a a craze that I don't think ever took off. I got all things from that loop. Yeah. <laughs> a sense of anticipation, realisation and a little bit of fun in there as well. I was going
0: for like over careful jazz. I'm trying to be cool, a bit up too hard and I'm very
1: careful about all of this stuff. <laughs> that did come across and I've probably spent most of my early twenties feeling cool. And then there's blues, as bringing the
0: bluesy jazzy element in there and yeah look at me and then oh wait, What's that? Oh, no. <laughs> in a sense of embarrassment, maybe. Certainly that come
1: across in this song. Yeah, okay. What did you get out of this podcast? People said this about me a lot, that I'm far too serious. I tried to put a message across there. And towards the end, when I told the hanger, that's when I felt that I let go and just relaxed a bit. And So I got a lot from that. And also from on the bigger scale of things... I got so much more from this experience of me playing these songs and what you related to my stories. I felt the old experience such a powerful one and I'm so pleased that I got that opportunity to experience it. You listened to the story and you then took all your improvisation skills and the things you've learned and continue to learn and you told a story for the music and I found that really moving and powerful. Okay. Thanks very much for being on the podcast. You're very welcome.
0: I loved it. Join us next week for another episode of Pod. Thanks for listening.